0: Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet. So you stay off the ladder. Visit gutterhelmetindy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. gutterhelmetindy.com.
1: Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos. So let's rock. It. Hello
0: everybody. My name is Nigel Jerry Lopez. You can find him on social media, at Indie Spanglish, filling in for Hamer. How are you, sir? Doing fantastic, doing fantastic. Could you imagine being the drunk idiot... Running into Joe Biden's motorcade. That is bad. That is a bad day. That's a real bad day. First of all, he shouldn't be drinking and driving to begin with. And then when you do wreck, it's into Biden's, it's into the secret freaking service. You think you have a a simple fender bender and you get surrounded by secret service with guns? He's looking, yeah, he's lucky he didn't get blown away. Now, I've got the audio of this. Um but before I'm get, I'm getting a little ahead of myself because uh, because of the polling this new 2024 polling has president Trump beating Joe Biden in every swing state according to Bloomberg this is also according to Real Clear Politics uh, a new Fox uh, Fox News poll saying 54% of democrat voters want Biden replaced as the 2024 nominee, and I bring all this up because I'm starting to buy into it. I'm starting to buy into the polls because they all pretty much say the same thing, don't they,
2: Jerry? They they definitely do across all the swing states, all the big states. Everything is showing uh, Trump blat- not blasting not only the other the other GOP contenders, but assumed uh, assumed the the other uh, candidate, Joe Biden himself.
0: Well, let's listen because <laughs> somebody was asking Biden why he's losing to Trump in the polls outside the, the campaign headquarters where he was at in Delaware. Then you'll, you'll, you'll kind of hear the car plow into an SUV in the, in the back of his motorcade.
3: Mr. President, why are you losing to Trump in the polls?
0: Man, that's a bad day. Did you hear the response from Joe Biden? I don't know if you were able to audibly hear him. He said, because they're the wrong polls. She goes, why are you losing to President Trump in the polls? Those are the wrong polls. No, it's literally every
2: poll. Jerry. Well, he, he seems to pull that out of the bag pretty often, too. And everybody mentions the polls. He always mentions you're looking at the wrong ones. It
0: just, yeah, exactly. You can never point to the right no. ones. CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, New York Times, Fox, uh, Washington Post, Real cl- Clear Politics. Um, I think Real Clear Politics is, I don't, I think that's the site where they kind of do an aggregate of all yeah. the polling. And um, is it and Rasmussen's Fox, another one? Rasmussen. And this recent Fox News poll saying, hey, Haley would beat Biden by nine points. Trump would beat Biden by four points. I mean, they're endless, and they all say the same thing. Now, what about Trump and his own party for the GOP primary nomination? CBS poll? Haley gaining on Trump in important states like New Hampshire, while he continues to dominate in Iowa. Trump at 44%, Haley at 29% in New Hampshire. But in Iowa, Trump is at 58%. It's DeSantis next to 22%, with Haley at 13%. We're creeping up on those primaries pretty fast here in Iowa. We're going to learn a lot next month. Now, Trump was campaigning in Nevada and New Hampshire, had a lot to say about the border, which I continue to say. Tony Katz continues to say say that the border is the most important issue in the country. Trump Here is uh, Trump talking about securing our own border.
1: We have to protect our own borders first. Before we defend the borders of foreign countries, We have to get our act together. We have to be able to do it for ourselves. I will also use Title 42 to end child trafficking crisis by returning all trafficked children to their families in their home countries immediately.
0: I mean, it's, it's so sad, directly because of Joe Biden's border policies, not only has Fentanyl killed hundreds of thousands of Americans over the years, 100,000 last year, I believe, uh, the child trafficking, it's its horrible. It's a nightmare.
2: And we don't even know who these children belong to, which is the saddest part of the whole thing. It, hypothetically speaking, do you know how hard it would be to find each parent that that child belongs to? Because more often than not, that child has been given to somebody to make it across the border so they have the perception of being a family. Yes. It Increases your chances. Me by myself, I'm going to have a harder time than if I go with my 12 year old daughter.
0: Here's Donald Trump. This is, I believe, in New Hampshire now, Terminate talking about, you know, terminating those border policies we were just talking about.
1: I will terminate every open borders policy of the Biden administration, stop the invasion of our southern border, and begin the largest domestic deportation operation in American history.
0: You mean even more than Obama? Well, I mean, Obama <laughs> built the cages. Obama built the cages. Obama
2: deported a whole hell of a lot of people. Uh, Record amounts. And I don't know why this is such a controversial subject. Like the when we when we import or we get invaded or whatever word you want to use, this hurts the lowest common denominator. This hurts the uneducated American laborers. This hurts the factory workers. This hurts the the people that work on farms. The people that aren't doing resumes. This is who this yes. affects. This uh, getting rid of these people or, or putting these people on paper would help would help bring up the the lowest factor
0: of people that we have. And Trump is getting a little bit of heat for this one, talking about uh poisoning the blood of the country
1: country when they do that we got a lot of work to do <laughs> They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. they poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world they're coming into our country from Africa, from Asia, all over the world they're pouring into our country. Nobody's even looking at them. They just come in. Uh, the crime is going to be tremendous. The terrorism is, is going to be. Terrorism is going to be. And we built a tremendous piece of the wall. Yeah, I mean... Uh-
0: Terrorism is already here. I got news for you oh, yeah. from uh, San Bernardino to Fort Hood to Pulse nightclub. Of the, you know that those types of things, as a result of uh, not directly of Joe Biden's, those happened earlier. But um, you know, uh, I, I'm just saying there are people in this country that don't belong here that want to destroy us. Yep, And that's been made known by Hezbollah. It's been made known by Iran. There have been military aged men from China, from Iran, from Venezuela. It's funny, though, that they're deporting the Venezuelans back. Biden's deporting yeah, don't Venezuela. Don't want them here. They're anti-Marxism. Send them back. They don't like socialism. No, send them back. Um, I understand. Though. Speaking of uh, capitalism and all things that are generating revenue in this country. I heard you donated to Amazon. I did. I did. I did all my shopping. I Amazoned it. We turned that into a verb.
2: Yep. Congratulations. Done. Finished. In bed. 15 minutes. In bed. Yeah, 15 minutes. Well,
0: wait a minute. Christmas shopping's done. It's the 18th. Will Santa arrive on time? Everything I saw said it would. (laughs) Okay. Good luck to you. Let me just take a... Minute to mention, like you know, it's always really easy to complain when you get bad service or or have a bad experience somewhere. I just had I, I, I wanted to go to the opposite direction. On Saturday, I took my family and my wife's side of the family. Her cousin, her cousin has kids that are my our kids' age. Her mom and dad, and uh, we did the Sullivan's Express. Allison, you could you could weigh in on this because you work uh, you work with Pat Sullivan. Yeah, it is. It is amazing for kids. It's an amazing experience for kids. That it, operation
4: for, is. I don't. Insane. I don't it,
0: understand it. How many people does Pat have working for him? Um, Do you know the employee total? I employee believe
4: uh, peak of the season probably two hundred
0: and fifty to three hundred. Wow. And the thing that's genius about Pat is that he knows that some families have been doing this for years and they're starting to age out a little uh-huh. bit in terms of the kids. So they have what's the other thing that's new that he has?
4: So you have one experience where you can go and then stop and actually sit on Santa's lap, which yes. I believe that's what you guys did. That's and what then we one did. for the older kids is more of a drive by where you just stop at your train car, you stay in your train car, Santa comes out, brings you a cookie, and then you get a selfie with Santa. So the little ones can still take their pictures, but the big kids don't have yeah. to yeah. sit on the
0: lap and then they just keep going. But then there's an adult like Santa's wine town, right? Yeah,
4: and then there's a beer and wine where you can <laughs> Stop at uh, Santa's uh, that, outpost bar and have a beer
0: with it. Santa. It's Santa's outpost. So w- we had a great experience there, and then we went uh, down the road a clip to this restaurant called Capri on Keystone. Oh, you that's guys ever so
4: heard? good! It's Italian. Correct? Yes, oh, it's, it's
0: so Italian. Good. I had the like the lobster infused risotto with scallops, oh, and it was incredible. The service was incredible. Tina, our waitress, was putting up. You know, we had a kids section and an adult section, and she was great with the kids. So I don't have any affiliation with that restaurant. I've been there once or twice, but it was really good service. Sponsorships are available. Yeah, exactly.
5: (laughs) Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
0: Hello, my name is Nigel Jerry Lopez filling in for Hammer. Do you take your family to the movies? We go to the movies a lot. Okay. A lot. What's the last thing you
2: seen, Barbie? Uh, no, we just <laughs> went to the movies. We saw Wish, the Disney movie.
0: Wish? Yeah. Have you heard of that, Allison? I don't know what that, wait a minute. Yeah, not yeah. a little
2: girl who makes a wish on a star and the star like uh, comes to life and it's a little character.
6: Oh, wow. That's a good little no, movie.
0: I, I haven't, I've not seen Do You go to the movie theaters where they serve you popcorn and bring yep. it to your seat. Yep, and- Flix is the one we go to. Love it. Oh, isn't that perfect? Oh, yeah. Flixes, Yeah, that's
2: that's the one and we go And shameless to. plug, on Wednesdays, it's $5 tickets. That's when we go. On Wednesdays? Wednesdays,
0: $5. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, I'm looking at the the top five movies at the box office over the weekend. Have you seen Trolls yet? Trolls of Man course. Together? We, yeah, we saw that one we we in saw. the theater. We went to yeah. see that one in the theater. Actually, I didn't. <laughs> My wife and her girlfriends took the little girls to go see it. Uh... Godzilla minus one. Have you heard of that? No, and I'm out on those movies. Uh, you're done. Yeah. You're, you're done with the Godzillas yeah, and the giant monsters yeah, destroy the didn't whole earth. Don't care Earth's about movies. any of them. Yeah. Well, that's in fourth place, whatever that is. Uh, just ahead of it, a movie called "The Boy and the Heron." Anybody? Never heard of it. Anybody? Allison. No. Um, Hunger Games. Uh, brought in as is brought now at like $145 million total. Are I'll,
2: you into those? I'll pass. We are living the Hunger Games, so I don't need to watch the movie. Hey, <laughs>
0: okay. and then in at number one, the Willy Wonka origin story. Wonka. I, I do want to see that one. It looks good.
4: I've heard good things about that. It's
0: got like a 95, 91% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, whatever that means. I, I'll probably, that'll be one of those ones that I wait for. Unless the kids might want to go see that. On, uh, it's starring the dude that is in a movie that I want to see next year that I'm fired up for, called uh, Dune. Okay, Dune Part 2. In fact, here, I've, somebody put together the most anticipated movies of 2024. Number one is Deadpool 3. Can't wait. Uh, so, you're a Deadpool guy. I I, I like it. It's funny. I, I saw the first one. Yeah, I, it's funny. I, I figured... They're all the same. (laughs) But you like it
2: anyway, But these top three, sign me up. I will go see those.
0: You'll go see Beetlejuice 2? 100% I'll see Beetlejuice 2. I did not know Ghostbusters had another one coming out called Frozen Empire. They brought back the original cast. I'll go watch it. Okay. Dune Part 2. Uh, like I said, I really want to see that. That Dune was supposed to come out in November, but there was a problem with the writer's strike. Yep, I remember. And you. they had to delay it. So, um, Venom Part 3, Despicable Me Part 4, Inside Out 2, Lord of the Rings, Prequel, Gladiator 2, A Quiet Place. Uh, uh, all of these movies, these most anticipated movies of 2024, have something in common. You notice? Yep. They're all sequels, or one, in one prequel. We've gotten lazy. Not an original idea in the bunch. Nope. Meanwhile, again, Wonka was the number one movie over the weekend. Uh, Thirty-nine million dollars in America, one hundred fifty-one million worldwide. Uh, I'm sure your kids love the holidays. Um, my mine do. We loved, like I said earlier, great experience at the uh, at Sullivan and seventy-first uh, at Keystone. There, Sullivan's. It's just, Express, right? Sullivan's Express. Sullivan Express. Yeah. Sullivan Express was great. Here are the top things your kid is excited about right now. See if you, you tell me if you agree with this. The gifts. I mean, that's obvious answer. Duh. Yeah. Obvious choice. Uh, gifts still only got 22% of the vote. Whoever did the survey. Visiting Santa at 20%, which we did over the weekend. Decorating the house. How, how decorated is the Lopez
2: house? I mean, we have a tree up. We put up some stuff. We got uh, we got holiday pillows on
0: couches and stuff. <laughs> oh, so do we. Yep. And I am not allowed to touch those, by oh, the way. No, I you have a, trouble. You have a room like we have. We can't uh, even sit in there. <laughs> I am not allowed to touch the happy holiday circular pillows in my... I, I, well, what had happened was I was falling asleep on one, and I got a smack... And smack right on top of the head. Don't no, don't, don't don't use those. A lot of people are excited about holiday food, big family dinners this time of year, and then my number one when I was a kid. This goes hand in hand for me with the gifts. I could not wait to get out of school. Yep, for two weeks. That last day of school, Jerry, before break was just like, I was, I, I was beyond it. And it was a joke of a school day anyway. Right, yeah. You know, you're just messing around. Watching and movies home, in class watching and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, the teachers just biding their time. Um, so, so those, those are the top five things you look forward to about the holidays. Yeah. As a kid, there was no question. I was, I was, I was just, I could not wait to get home and play Super Mario Brothers and <laughs> entertainment <laughs> like like eight hours a day. It's a Hammer and Nigel show.
5: The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show.
7: It's Monday Gun Day with the Gun guys.
5: Just Watch out for the guns; they'll get you.
7: Stop calling your arms
0: guns. a Nigel show. Nigel, Jerry Lopez, filling in for Hammer. We'll go to the hotline and bring on Guy Relford, 2A attorney and licensed firearms instructor, host of the Gun Guy Show here Saturdays right here on 93 WIBC. Guy, uh, you sent me an email right before uh, you came on with sort of a, (laughs) a disturbing headline, and you wrote, if you don't mind me saying, you wrote, by the way, this is a big deal. Um, The headline says, let's see, personal information of thousands of Indiana gun owners at risk for public disclosure. What in the world am I looking at here?
7: Yeah, and let's get into that. But I've got to tell you, I got first. I got to thank my sponsor for Monday. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, quite all right. Premier Arms in Brownsburg, the largest selection of new, used, and historic firearms in the Midwest. And PA Jewelers located right in the store. Check them out at 3754 South Green Street in Brownsburg or PremierArms.com. So uh, hey, yeah, we gotta we gotta pay the bills. But um, uh, that's a great question that you asked, Nye. Let me let me
0: re- let me repeat the the headline. Per- Personal information to thousands of Indiana gun owners at risk for public disclosure.
7: What does that mean? Yeah, well, here's what's going on. There is a a lawsuit that has been pending. Get this. I believe it's 24 years this one lawsuit has been pending, and it's uh, the city of Gary versus Glock and then a whole bunch of other manufacturers. And it's the city of Gary basically trying to say that the— manufacturers of firearms and retailers of firearms are responsible for the, the gun violence in Gary. And a lot of cities around the country started bringing these kinds of lawsuits going after the gun industry, trying to blame someone else uh, for all the rampant crime that we see in so many uh, of our large American cities. And that's why we had federal legislation that was passed. We have the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arms Act that was was passed at the federal level that says, "Look, if you lawfully sell a gun, and uh, or a manufacturer and sell a gun, and someone uses that in a criminal act, then the manufacturer, or the seller, can't be held liable for that." And in Indiana, we we passed a, a state version of the same thing, and and it protects gun manufacturers and gun sellers, and, and 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 so there's been all these different trips to the court of appeals, and there've been multiple attempts to to have a, the lawsuit dismissed as as it should have been, but the court so far has refused to throw it out, and so it's still, um, it's still pending. And here just recently, uh, as a, another uh, attempt to, I think, attack not only the gun industry but gun owners, the plaintiffs in that lawsuit, the lawyers for the city of Gary, asked um, several large gun retailers to turn over all of their purchase information, including the forms that gun owners fill out when they go into a gun store to, to give all their identifying information and you know who they are so that they can have a background check performed on them. The, 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 the plaintiffs asked for all that information from several of these really large gun retailers in Indiana. Now these are mostly in Northwest Indiana, but at the same time we're talking about thousands and thousands of gun owners. Who listed all their identifying information and 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 whatnot uh, on these forms so they could pass a background check? And the the, the court has ordered these all to be disclosed.
1: Wow! So, so some be- sort of
7: like
0: some like like illegal end around for the ATF for like like an illegal gun registry? Is that what I'm thinking? Well, it, I mean that's a
7: concern because if these all somehow become public, um, then suddenly you know now we can start talking about a registry. Industry of gun owners. If somebody wants to enter all these into a database, not unlike you know other parts of the country um, where uh, they've gone in, and, and whether media outlets or others have asked for the, the total list of everybody who has a license to carry in a given state. We saw this um, in, uh, in in New York State, and there was a lot of litigation over that. And these were all disclosed, and a, a local newspaper actually printed a map of of the location of everybody who had a license to carry. Uh, in the state of New York, uh, and and so you know all of a sudden it was like a roadmap to, to criminals who want to come break into your home and steal your guns, or, or to, to 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 advocates who want to come harass you because you're exercising your Second Amendment rights. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to wave my hands in the air and and be an alarmist, but when you start talking about disclosing the personal information of thousands and thousands of Indiana gun owners, that's something that definitely bears some discussion.
2: Now, I know the isn't filled with the smartest people, but they have got to know that criminals are not filling out forms, right?
7: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly right. Because by definition, these are people who went in and filled out these forms, passed a background check, and bought a gun. So they passed the background check uh, as, uh, as part of this whole process. So, um, yeah, no, they're, they're targeting the wrong people here, no question.
0: Monday Gunday here with Guy Relford on the Hammer and Nigel show. Let's take it down here to Central Indy, um, where the, it looks like there's more gun control coming to the Indiana General Assembly. Um, I'm looking at this. Uh, this this uh, press release you sent me here guys some of this actually and, and you told me this too some some of this stuff actually makes sense some of it doesn't can you break it down for me what what exactly were we looking at here
7: well, there's, there's a press release that just came out today. In fact, I, I uh, talked to Fox 59 about this uh, that will be broadcast later. Um, but but there's some discussion of, of some new uh, proposals in the Indiana General Assembly that are targeted at, I think, and this is kind of refreshing to talk about a couple of areas where where we, we should be uh, directing resources. And one is trying to identify at-risk people who uh, who, who, for instance, uh, might might be contemplating suicide or whatnot, and and looking at getting them the appropriate resources they need, uh, and, and 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 to get them some help. And uh, and another is assisting law enforcement in terms of making sure that we're getting danger. As criminals arrested, prosecuted, and, and and keeping them in jail longer term, and, uh, and 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 that's all totally appropriate. The one thing that caught my attention, and uh, and and that causes me some concern, is even in the area of you know identifying people who may be at risk for suicide. Uh, there was some discussion there then of of saying, well, now we got to really be focused on red flag laws, um, so as to you know take guns away from people that we need to. Take guns away from him and, and listen until we see the, the actual bills introduced um, then then we're talking hypothetically to some degree but but I always get concerned about that because now we're talking about taking Second Amendment rights constitutional rights away from people that have not been convicted of any crime and 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 that always in my mind is is problematic especially when there aren't requisite degrees of due process involved so much more to, to talk about on this as we go forward, um, but, but but in the meantime, when we start talking about focusing on, on people that just may need some help, I'm totally okay with that, and when we start talking about prosecuting dangerous criminals, getting them locked up and keeping them in jail, hey, that's refreshing, and I like talking yeah. about that, because most of the gun control proposals we see in the Indiana General Assembly brought in uh, habitually from Democrats are all just focused on taking uh, rights away from law-abiding citizens and not really focused on where they should be focused which is on the criminals that are actually committing the crimes
0: any any updates on trying to get the gun laws changed here in Marion County I know they have rules against different cities and counties making up their own gun laws it's under you know the blanket of the state but that's what they're trying to do here in Indy that's what uh, Mayor Hogsett ran on it's actually what his Republican opponent (laughs) ran on too. any update there
7: well no we'll see the, that bill you know the the there there was the bill proposed uh, by it was Senator uh Kaduri I believe the name is and uh and uh, he says he's filing the bill. I'm sure he probably already has, because that deadline has passed to actually get bills filed. And when the session starts here after January 1, we'll be able to actually see it. Um, and well, there'll be a lot more uh, to be said about that. But but no, I mean, it, clearly they're going to try to, as Democrats are going to try to uh, amend the Indiana Firearms Preemption Act to allow, allow local cities and towns, local uh, governments like the city of Indianapolis to do what Mayor Hawk it wants to do, which is pass completely unconstitutional gun control at the local level, uh, so as to attack again. Here, this is a prime example of where we're attacking law-abiding citizens uh, and their gun rights, and, and, and in order to pound your chest and say you're somehow being tough on gun crime, uh, that that is completely misdirected. And we'll be able to have that discussion in the General Assembly. I'd be I'd be shocked if uh, if that bill would ever get a hearing. Uh, But we'll have a lot more to talk about after the session actually starts, and we can actually see the bill.
0: Um, One more thing before I let you go. This story at a Waffle House in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, There was a customer at the Waffle House shot and killed a dude who was threatening to shoot patrons in the restaurant. Now, the the Waffle House customer who shot the suspect fled the scene after the shooting. There's not many details about this. I'm not sure if the other guy that was threatening to shoot the patrons even had a gun. And the fact that this dude fled um, seems a little suspicious to me. I I know we always talk about, you know... (laughs) I'd rather be somewhere where somebody had a gun and where some crazy guy walks in. You know what I mean? Some crazy guy walks in. I'm praying that somebody is carrying a gun and has a way to stop that guy. But this doesn't seem like what happened.
7: Well, it's an interesting story, and it's always tough to go by media reports. Sure. but, But it's an interesting story because, yeah, the guy's in a restaurant, and he apparently is threatening to shoot people but never produces a gun. And gets into a conflict with one of the, the customers, and the customers end, customer ends up pulling a gun, shooting him, and then fleeing the scene. And, you know, the, the customer who did the shooting fled the scene. So um, never a, a positive thing That's a, it can always be used against you as an indication of guilt uh, where you flee the scene unless you can establish you really felt you needed to do so for your own safety for some reason. But but what's interesting here is you can always use force to defend yourself if you have that reasonable belief that it's necessary to, to prevent uh, unlawful harm to you or a third person. And you can use deadly force if you have that reasonable belief, if you're preventing serious bodily injury to you or a third person, or the commission of a forcible felony. So the question becomes, did this person have a belief that they were saving lives, including their own, by shooting this person who's uh, threatening uh, to shoot people, but didn't produce a gun? Um, So that it all comes down to not only having a belief that you're defending yourself and, 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 and perhaps saving your life or someone else, but how really, reasonable was that belief under the circumstance when you didn't see a gun produced. And you know people say, well wait, if some guy's threatening to shoot me, do I have to wait and see, you know until there's a right. gun pointed at my face until I defend myself? And so you you know you, and that's a completely legitimate question. And so that's where this comes down to. That's that's why when I said it to you, I said this is a really interesting yeah. case of self-defense because it's all based on what we call the totality of the circumstances. So what did he say? What did he do? How was he dressed? Did you know did he have, you can you did he have a bulge, in, you know, in his coat pocket? Right. He, all the things like that that start entering into the the discussion of how reasonable it was to believe you needed to shoot this guy under those circumstances.
0: Where can people find you and find out more details? Ask you two A related questions, anything and everything in in between.
7: You know what I say? Chase me down on Twitter. It's at Guy Relford. Give me a follow while you're there. But it's just that Guy Relford on Twitter.
0: And I believe you'll be filling in for me one day this week. Not for me, but for uh, Hammer. Uh, I believe Wednesday. I think we've got a uh, live edition uh, of with, them Guy here in the studio.
7: Wednesday afternoon. I yep.
0: tried to. I tried to do beer sample Friday, but yep. I guess you're not going to be around. <laughs> I'm not going to be around. So. Sorry, man. We could do. We could do. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do whiskey sample Wednesday.
7: Now we're talking. Okay. Uh, yeah, hey, absolutely. I'll, I'll
0: be there and right. uh, have bells on. All right, guy. Have a good one, man. All right, you too, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.
5: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
0: You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show. Jimmy Lopez, filling in for Hammer. Find him at Indy Spanglish on social media. media. Tends to mix it up uh, a little bit there on social media. Uh, th- did you uh, happen to catch the Colts game Saturday afternoon? I did, I did. Do you? Uh, were you at a bar, as usual? Or uh, you, uh, I was at uh, home. You were uh, uh, yep. enjoying it at home? Yep. Uh, I mean, you're a, you're a Colts guy. You're a Colts fan. What yeah, do you Colts think of what fan. you saw? Because I wasn't able to watch most of it. I watched a little bit of it. Sullivan's for the Sullivan's Express. They had a TV there. While we were waiting and then like i said i was one of those guys at the nice restaurant afterwards with this our kids, phone out. with my phone out watching on youtube tv ought to be a shame. <laughs> tell me what you think what did you see
2: i mean it's it's so i'm in a tough position i'm a colts fan but i don't want the 25th pick in the draft like if we could have lost every game this year then i would have been happy with that <laughs> getting a top five pick with richardson and our team back but we've we've uh We've done way better than I thought we would, a lot better.
0: But have we been playing crappy teams? Here's what here's what That's uh, here's what I want you to answer. Was last was Saturday's win a function of how good the Colts are or uh, how bad horrible. a bad yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers are. But they were ahead by Yeah, they're horrible. They were ahead thirteen nothing, right? They yeah. were ahead thirteen oh No, at one no point.
2: Jonathan Taylor, no Michael Pittman, no Zach Moss, and we still won.
0: Oh, uh, the Michael Pittman things. That was ugly. That's we're gonna talk to let's see, Kevin Bowen from one oh seven five the fan. We'll be calling it about four thirty. I would love an update on Pittman. He oh, yeah. took it he took a hit a hard. Diving. I shot. I think the guy that hit him got kicked out uh,
2: indefinitely. Yeah, they just spent it for the rest of the season.
0: Unbelievable. So, we've got that coming up. A new study found being terrified of dying can kill you on a... (laughs) How's that for irony? Uh, on average, hypochondriacs die five years earlier than everyone They're else. They're just miserable people, though, <laughs> right? Like, I
2: think your brain is so powerful that if you think that you're sick, you'll get sick. Was there any part of you that was a little
0: hypochondriac during, like, COVID, like the very, very no. beginning weeks? No. no. You were one of those guys that was, like, wiping down his groceries. No. Yeah. I, I was, I admit it. I, I did, I wiped down the beer once, which I had delivered. But halfway through, I go, this is the dumbest thing I've ever oh, yeah. did. I came to my senses quite frequently. Uh, uh, quite qu- uh, quickly on that one. But, yeah, study finds being terrified of dying can kill you. On average, hypochondriacs die five years earlier than everyone else. So just calm down about it. We'll be right back. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.
1: Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock
0: is nigel jerry lopez at Indie spanglish on social media filling in for hammer jerry how are you doing great doing great let's bring on marcus bailey wish tv meteorologist i didn't see anything up in uh, boone county today but apparently there were some squalls <laughs> um, what what did we see this morning versus what's coming up later on this evening marcus
8: China? The same thing. Really? Um, yeah, I, I think the, the probably the better opportunities for any uh, difficult travel. And I say difficult in the sense that, look, you're not going to get you know several inches of snow. It's going to be kind of what we had in some of these bursts. Uh, late morning, early afternoon, that because it comes down so heavy, um, it could slick up a bridge or overpass pretty quickly if you're out commuting here. And, you know, we're going to hit the heart of the the commute here shortly over the next, you know, 90 minutes or so. And so that's going to be the concern. Now, I'm I'm just staring at radar right now. The metro is fine. It's a few flurries in in parts of the metro, but heaviest snows up north and northeast. I feel like that's probably where most of the snow bursts are going to be kind of confined as Places like Kokomo, Muncie, Harford City—you know, northeast right. of, of Indianapolis—but but I, I don't want to rule out that you know there could be a quick little burst for the drive home, even in the metro area, and and even even if it's a small little area, you know that can that can create some 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 problems. You got a lot of people on the roads, so. and
0: but just by the very nature of the name, squall. Do you, as yeah. a weather person, like a meteorologist, do you know these are coming in advance, or are they just? Yeah.
8: A, a little bit. Uh, and this is going to be kind of a bad analogy. My 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 meteorology professors at Ball State would roll their eyes, but um, I try to kind of equate them. To, they're they're like when you're when you're looking at coverage, kind of like thunderstorms in a sense, right? Because this okay. isn't this isn't something where you know in a typical winter system, you know, usually we're talking about ranges of snow for s- certain areas, right? Whereas this is it's, I mean, very, very spotty bursts um, where you could get a quick coating or maybe even a quick inch of snowfall in a very short amount of time, which is kind of like, you know, if there was a thunderstorm in the spring or summer. Most people are not seeing that thunderstorm, but there is a select location that is dealing with that heavy downpour. It kind of equates to that. But yeah, we can kind of see these coming a little bit. Um, A lot of the times for us, um, they usually or generally kind of come from a very... Strong northwest wind, um, which obviously, if you've been outside, you feel it. It's very blustery out. Um, and we've got some pretty warm water over Lake Michigan. These are lake effect snow showers, in a sense, basically, uh. that are getting ganked down this far south. So, so yeah, we can kind of see that in advance. We kind of we started seeing signs of it, I think, late Friday night and then the Saturday morning. I know Ryan was talking quite a bit about it. Uh, over the weekend on uh, on Channel 8. So, so yeah, we can kind of see these a little bit in advance. But it's always hard to pick out, you know, because it's isolated. Yeah. What exact areas are going to see it? So, Hey, Marcus, I didn't have Squall
2: on my 2023 bingo card. So, I was just <laughs> wondering if you could give our listeners just a very basic definition of what that yeah. is, because I didn't know what it meant.
8: Yeah, so I mean, it's these have been around, but the, the, you know, so the Weather Service is, is always responsible for issuing you know warnings. What you know, we we're, we're accustomed to winter weather advisories, winter storm warnings, blizzard warnings, all that kind of stuff. A few years ago, they did start um, trying to because because the forecasting has gotten better for events like today. Um, that they have issued what, what are called snow squall warnings, and essentially, kind of goes back to what I just said. It's not exactly how a you know, how it works in the spring and summer with thunderstorms, but it, in terms of coverage, it is kind of the same in the sense that, you know, you're getting a strong, cold, northwest Canadian air rushing over Lake Michigan, and then that pushes uh, that moisture down to us, and you get these little pop ups basically. Think of them like thunderstorms, but obviously we're cold enough that it, it would be snow. And so you get these quick little bursts of snow that pop up, and in any given portions of the state, most areas don't see much. Like, like uh, you know, Nigel just said he didn't see anything. Uh, uh, yeah, I got probably not.
0: Did you get? Ahead, did yeah. you get them? I did for about five minutes. And, and they're, you know, they're, I mean, they're blinding. They it's scary. Blinding it's like you're going. And, and if it, you're yes. at, if you're in the morning or early in the morning or at night, it's like yes. you're going through hyperspace in Star Wars.
8: It really is. Well, and the, and the concern is with these kind of things is. You know, when you hit the evening rush, and and, and that's what I'm kind of focused on over the next 90 minutes, is you could be driving 465 and driving the speed limit, you know, and you're on the east side of town passing the 70 corridor, and by the time you get up to I-69, you hit one of these squalls. You know, everybody's going the speed limit. All of a sudden, you mean, it it, it can accumulate quickly. It's not going to be a lot, but we all already know, you know, just a thin coating is going to slick up some things. you got to hit the brakes real quick. That can cause some... Some big problems, and, and on top of the visibilities, you may not see that the breaks are coming too. So that's what was always kind of the concern with these types of things because it just it hits so quickly um, when they when they roll through and they can be blinding, like you said. Hey,
0: Marcus, uh, Marcus Bailey, yeah. Wish TV meteorologist. I'm looking ahead on the forecast here. Doesn't yeah. doesn't look like it's going to be quite the white Christmas. Uh, people were hoping for does it
8: i don't think so i don't think so um you know the trends we've been we've been eyeing the last couple of weeks that you know the blowtorch as, I, as we like to call it sometimes i mean just a very warm pattern which we've been you know for the most part outside of today Uh, have been very warm for most of December. Um, I think we bounce back in a hurry. Tomorrow's going to be chilly, but it's going to be calmer. It's going to be more quiet. It's not going to be as windy. We won't have the snow. Um, But after tomorrow, I mean, we bounce back quickly. Wednesday, I think we're in the mid-40s. Thursday, Friday, we're near 50. Um, And then we could make a run into the mid-50s for the holiday weekend, all three days, Saturday, Sunday, and Christmas Day. Um, And just a heads up, if you are traveling – Um, I think there's pretty good chances for rain, probably at least when I looked last check, friday saturday and monday christmas day there's some decent chances for rain showers I, and I, I mean i never want to say the chances are zero sure. that you're going to get snow but I, I mean those chances are getting lower by the minute every time we look at it. it looks pretty warm heading into the holiday weekend
0: marcus final thing before we let you go as a yep. as a longtime colts fan did you ever think at the beginning of the season we'd be looking uh, we'd be on the precipice of a a playoff run
8: no <laughs> no, no, I mean not at all. And, and I, I'm doing. one of those that I'm the biggest I'm the biggest fanboy there is. But I, I when I looked at the schedule, and I mean this was before you know Richardson even got hurt or any of the Taylor drama yep. or anything else. Um, i just didn't there, there was there was a lot of good football teams on there that you just thought yeah. okay that, I, I, those are going to be a lot of losses but this is going to be a good learning experience so the way i look at it is we're, we're on borrowed time here this is this is this is good <laughs> stuff I mean, we got nothing to lose you know keep on winning what who cares you know let's let's go ahead and just finish this off get three wins let's go in the playoffs and see what happens
0: what time are you on tomorrow
8: I'll be on 4 a.m. on Wish TV, bright and early or dark and early.
0: Right on, 4 to 10, uh, (laughs) Monday through Friday there. Marcus Bailey, Wish TV meteorologist. Thank you so much for calling in, my friend. You got it. Thanks, guys. One thing I wanted to play for you here, Jerry, before we hit a break. We all knew who Jen Psaki is, the lady with the extremely red hair. Peppermint Patty. Yeah, she used to be Biden's uh, press secretary before Corrine John pierre took over. Now she's a propagandist for MSNBC even she says, even she admits that Hunter Biden should probably just go away.
4: Look, I think if you're sitting in the White House right now, you're like, please, Hunter Biden, we know your dad loves you. Please stop talking in public. Um, this is not helpful to any of them for him to be out there. But at the same time, the president loves his son. That takes precedent over anything else that is appealing. I'm thinking of the woman in your focus group who talked about family. He loves his son. He loves his family. He's worried about his mental health. But, yes, the White House would like him to probably go away right now.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's their fault. They covered it up for the whole election cycle. And now we
0: know oh yeah I mean from I mean the hunter Biden laptop yeah. from hell was covered up it was coordinated by them by not only the and she was the, the prep, she was the press secretary at the time absolutely. And you gotta be thinking, does Biden? I'm trying to f- figure out in my mind if Biden really thinks that, that Hunter is the smartest man he knows. Well, remember when he said that? Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Joe Biden thinks. I, I, after <laughs> that part, I, I think that he likes Hunter because he made a lot of money for him, probably off the family name. But it's gotta be, you know, I, if I'm Hunter Biden, I'm thinking sometimes my dad maybe wishes I was the one that passed away instead of his brother Bo. That, to me, yeah. that, that to me, I, that, as big of a screw-up as I I would be if I'm Hunter Biden, that's got to run through my mind, and that's going to drive me crazy and make me feel like crap. How, how exhausted do you think the Bidens are for covering from Hunter? <laughs> are you kidding like, me? Like, he's got to just be exhausted. I don't know, and right now, I, I think, like Jen Psaki said, I, I think he's going away. I, I think they are distancing themselves from hunter biden because biden has hunter has a real chance to bring down joe in his campaign now will he get pardoned if joe happens to happens to get reelected, or or hunter is convicted on tax fraud and gun charges i i bet that's a real scenario that you could see happening is the the pardoning of one mr hunter biden by his dad The Hammer and Nigel presents It
1: depends upon what the meaning of the word is Is
0: this anything? Alright, let's rock and roll roll. My name is Nigel, Jerry Lopez in for Hammer Usually Hammer gives me the stories and I react Jerry, I'll give you some stories You tell me if they're anything or not Let's do it It's been a big story over the weekend Uh, Senate staffer got fired After filming an X-rated encounter with another man in the Senate hearing room, then tried to play the victim. I'll tell you what that means in a second. Is this anything?
2: Uh, This needs to stop being called alleged by all the media things, because there's a video. I've seen the screenshots. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad.
0: It's pretty bad. So, Well, here, here's the other thing about those headlines. They all say conservative news outlets pounce conservative news outlets alleged the aide yeah. uh, to the senator appeared in a leaked video showing men having sex in the Senate hearing room. Yeah. It's always They always try to spit it back by, like, conservatives are pouncing, or conservatives allege. No, he did it. Uh, he was pouncing, and it's not alleged. <laughs> it's not alleged. <laughs> yeah. oh, now, I'm going to give you something else here, because the guy's name, the staffer Aiden Massey... Zaporzky, did I get that right? It's is not going not going to work here anymore. Um, quote: This is the this is the, the dude that got fired. This has been a difficult time for me, as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. No, you're not. You didn't get fired because of who you love. If this was a man and a woman, you'd still be fired. Anyway, here we go. So he he tries to throw in like the homophobia card in this a little bit. This has been a difficult time for me, and I have, uh, as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. While some of my actions in the past may have shown poor judgment. I love my job. It would never disrespect the workplace. Any <laughs> any attempts to characterize my actions otherwise are fabricated, and I will be exploring what legal options are available to me in these matters. Well, I mean, the, the, there is a video,
2: and one of these two people put the video out. So that's who he and, needs to start with.
0: Oh, I, I, I would think getting I, I, I don't think he believes he deserves to be fired. Do you? I mean, doesn't say, it sounds
2: like he I wants mean, to blame it on being a homosexual, and has nothing to do with that?
0: I mean, this is what Biden means when he says bringing decency back to the White House. Oh, They've done a good job of that. I mean, they've got who was the the chick on uh, OnlyFans that porn webcam Democrat Virginia Senate candidate? Yeah. Uh, there was you know the baggie of cocaine found in the White House, the um, that trans influencer. Uh, flashing her breasts at a White, House, White House picnic. Show. This is all decent. Oh, all Joe Biden. You know. Oh boy, Donald Trump, the vulgarian. Uh, grab him by the hoo-ha. We. You know. And, and then. And then it's 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 Joe Biden's administration. that is you know hired that freak the department of energy guy who got caught stealing oh, the, luggage. the
2: luggage the ladies clothes the ladies and stuff. clothes what's a so, weirdo's so, so. nice. Give
0: me, give me a break eye roll stop it with the bringing decency back to the white house and we could all go all the way back to bill clinton for that by the way this is, I mean but he didn't even scratch the surface of what <laughs> joe joe biden's doing no boy they they should probably that senate hearing room they should probably Either take a blowtorch to that thing Wipe or that ha- thing down Or, or have uh, some several guys in hazmat suits Because there's, you know When you're dealing with that kind of activity There's bodily fluids There's bleh, fecal It just I would, I, I would probably I, I, Yeah, you, you might just have to tear it down Or rebuild <laughs> Okay, on to the next story The CDC is sounding Major alarms as a new Highly contagious COVID variant is gripping gripping the U.S. Scientists are concerned due to its rapid growth rate, large number of mutations. Here are the symptoms of the new COVID variant: sore throat, congestion, runny nose, cough, fatigue, headache, muscle aches, fever, chills. Is this anything? I mean, it's
2: misnamed, right? It should be called the election variant, and it only happens during election <laughs> year. And the side effects include melon ballots and ballot harvesting. <laughs> so, if I you didn't it. think that if you didn't think this was going to happen, then you, uh, much like that staffer, got caught with your pants down. Like <laughs> yeah. we knew this was going to happen. They want to push out ballots and keep you at home.
0: Now the loss, uh, the other thing I'm looking at here is one of the other symptoms is a loss of uh, tasted smell. Yeah. That that originally had disappeared. Like that symptom had disappeared with some of the variants. Like in the beginning, it definitely happened. My wife got COVID. So this is like a little bit of COVID OG. Yeah. Yeah. the The return of the original COVID. Okay. I never knew if I had COVID or not, but I lost all sense of taste and smell for two weeks while I was on break. So I pretty much knew I had, I, I never had any symptoms. Right. Did you ever get? I don't think COVID like came after us. You, you avoided the,
2: the vid? Yeah. yeah. There's You've nothing that COVID room? can do to me that Castro hasn't already done. <laughs> That's right.
0: Okay. Finally, this is right down here. Our, this uh, is. Ali, man, because uh, you're a military vet. The U.S. Army faces a TikTok mutiny as Gen Z recruits whine about low-pay, crappy food and fitness tests while on bases in uniform. Again, this is on TikTok. One of the posts by some military influencer slams Army life, says he spent the whole day watching TikToks while he's supposedly fighting the Taliban. Is this anything? This is a result of putting your child in timeout.
2: So, these are all timeout babies. These are participation award kids (laughs) whose parents have told them that their opinions matter, and now they're out in the real world, and nobody gives a damn what you think. Right, So there's an Army regulation that covers this. It's Army Regulation 600-20. It's
0: a social media policy. Social right? media but,
2: policy about anything. But this is before social media. So I was in in 2000. There wasn't really social media then. But there are rules that you have to follow while you're in uniform. While you're in uniform, you cannot talk bad about the President of the United States. You're not allowed to do any of that stuff because that's in your chain of command. right? So you're talking bad about a super... But these people are in uniform. Yeah, I watched them. in the Army. So, yes, they... they they should all be, according to the regulations, should all be in trouble.
0: Okay, coming up next, Kevin Bowen, 107.5 The Fan. We're going to break down all the playoff scenarios involving the Indianapolis Colts and uh, how they whooped up on that Steeler butt on Saturday. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.
5: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy.
0: The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jerry Lopez filling in for Jason Hammer. Go to the hotline and bring on Kevin Bowen from 107.5. The fan, the Colts win Saturday evening 30-13 to 13 over uh, the uh, pathetic Pittsburgh Steelers. How much of this was a function of the Colts playing awesome versus a function of the Steelers being awful?
8: <laughs> <laughs> uh i i'm sure a little bit of a combination of both
6: there <laughs> nice job. Uh, yeah i thought a couple things to that's me i thought it was gardner Minshew's best game of the season okay um and you know he i thought he's accurate he was on uh you know took some shots down the field uh extended some plays. didn't really have any turnover kind of worthy plays i didn't think there was you know dropped interceptions or you know putting the Colts in situations where oh boy you need the defense to kind of give you a break um I'd say the other thing that kind of stood out is I thought your offensive line fl- flipped the script from last week and it didn't happen from the onset you know Gardner meant you to get sacked on each of the first three drives yeah. but really middle of second quarter on I thought you kind of bulldozed your way and you broke their spirit um, you dominated on the ground in the second half and missed all the injuries that you had you needed that offensive line to stabilize things and pave the way and I thought they did that so down 13 nothing you know thanks to the teeter big time that yeah. had been, if you go back to the Cincinnati game that had been 33 straight points scored against you uh, but the coach uh, responded well and a massive win for their playoff hopes
2: you know back to a point you brought up the injuries what what can what update can you give us on Zach Moss or, or Michael Pittman two two big blows that we took there during that game Michael the hit on yeah. Michael Pittman looked horrible the the diving catch uh, with his neck snapping backwards what what are they saying about him and then Zach Moss missed what a uh, half a game and didn't really look uh, to be too hurt. The backup running back came in there and did a phenomenal job, but, but Zach's been running great.
6: Yeah, so first bit of news on the Pittman hit, for those that care, DeMonte Casey, who had the hit on him, has been suspended for the rest of the season. Uh, He's a repeat offender. Uh, The NFL announced that earlier today. Um, This is a guy that has been ejected from a game before. He's been fined five different times this season, so he's got a reputation for this. So, um, I think it's honestly, yes, the hit was vicious, but I think it's a little bit more of a repeat offender than anything. Uh, But it seems like, you know, a a long-term absence for either has been avoided. I know they feel Relatively optimistic about Moss um, and even Jonathan Taylor getting back this week. So we'll see how the rest of the week plays out. And Michael Pittman, uh, obviously, every concussion is different, and you got to see how a guy responds in practice and get a little contact and whatnot. But um, he seemed to be in pretty good spirits after the game, which is just shocking to think that he got up and walked away from that hit and, and did in Carolina too earlier this year. So uh, extra day this week for Pittman to try and progress through that uh, five step concussion protocol but again considering um especially the pitman you know the, the viciousness of that hit it seems like a little bit of crisis uh averted there
0: any concern for you about the uh, the play of the special teams at all uh, really maybe even talking about more specifically our, our the highest paid kicker in the nfl
6: yeah, I think it's a fair question. You know, it's one I tossed Shane Steichen to, to play yesterday and asked him, you know, do you think it's more mental? Do you think it's more physical? And I bring up mental for those unfamiliar. Uh, two weeks ago, Matt Gay uh, left the game at the end of the game in Nashville and hopped on a plane and went to Utah for the birth of his daughter. Um, so he was in Utah and then you know came back. Didn't miss any practice time, but still, I mean, from a personal life standpoint, obviously. You know, dealing with a lot there off the field. Um, you know, what was shocking to me in Cincinnati is I didn't think it was an overly windy day, but typically you get those outdoor games in December, and you know, you can kind of see some awkward kicking days, but you know, Evan McPherson, the Bengals kicker, kicked it pretty well. And then if you look on Saturday, that big miss from 56, it's a long distance, but you know, that miss way left. Yeah, And then The one at the end, after missing three straight left, he had missed uh, that one off the right upright. So um, I think he's deserved benefit of the doubt or maybe earned it just based off he only missed two kicks all of last season. He only missed two kicks the year before. Um, Now this year, you know, some of his misses have been from long distance. Maybe it's not as reliable, automatic. As soon as you get to 55, 56, you feel good about it. Maybe that's where you're at right now. Um, but, you know, you did overcome your special teams unit because not not just place
0: kicking. Uh, you you certainly had some trouble there. Give me some. Oh, we're speaking with uh, Kevin Bowen, 107.5 The Fan. Give me some some unsung heroes uh, from the Colts lineup that not a lot of people might be talking about, but that are, are performing at a, at a high level.
6: Yeah, probably three stand out from Sunday. Let's start with the running backs, Tyler Goodson and Trey Sermon. Um, for Goodson, it was his first NFL carry that he got and, and had a nice day in Trey Sermon. Um, those are two Big Ten running backs. Uh, Sermon is an Ohio State guy, transferred from Oklahoma. He actually had a 330-yard game in the Big Ten championship right here at Lucas Oil a couple of years ago. Um, and then Goodson played at Iowa, and, and it had a really nice kind of three-year run there. So I think you know maybe Big Ten fans will have heard their names, but still, uh, you know, big, you know, big effort by both of them. I thought the O line was probably the key ingredient to the run game, but still, those two guys should be commended for that. And then D.J. Montgomery, you know, his first member, you know, the first moment uh, when Michael Pittman exits as he drops that fourth and goal touchdown. And, I, you know, are thinking to yourself, oh, boy, here you go. And yeah. then he came back and had a couple of big catches late in the first half. And, um, you know, he did have another drop. So it, it certainly wasn't perfect. But still, to be thrown into that moment, uh, he's not, you know, played a ton here as of late. Uh, that was very important for this offense to get something right before halftime take that lead and then they were in control the rest of the way.
2: You know, I, I don't remember what the over or what under was for Colts wins this year, but I know that sitting at eight and six tied there with three teams in a division is not what I expected, especially with Richardson being out and, um, and Jonathan Taylor sitting out in a, a number of games. We look ahead. Trevor Lawrence is hurt. C.J. Stroud's hurt. This is sitting up pretty. It's shaping up nicely for us with some very winnable games coming up. You know, how, how do you see the season wrapping up? Do you see us maybe clinching the South, maybe even sneaking in a wild card spot?
6: Yeah, the over-under was six and a half for wins coming into the season. So they've already easily wow. equipped that with uh, with three to go. Um, and, you know, I, I was the guy that had them at seven. And, and you know, people were kind of looking at me cross-eyed. I'm thinking, now, boy, this is looking <laughs> like a 10-win you know, football team, uh, which is crazy to say. But uh, last night, the Colts got a lot of help. For those that did not see it, Jacksonville lost to Baltimore. And Trevor Lawrence is now in concussion protocol. So his availability for this weekend is certainly in jeopardy. Uh, So the division right now, three teams tied to eight and six. Now, Jacksonville does have the tiebreaker, uh, so that is something to note. Uh, Shameless plug, I've got a story up on 107.5, thefan.com. It kind of breaks down tons and tons of playoff scenarios here over the final three weeks of the season. But basically, in simplest terms, it's this. The Colts have a playoff spot right now. And if they beat Houston in the final game of the season at Lucas Oil Stadium, they in all likelihood will make the playoffs. You know, basically the next three games, they just increase a little bit more in significance. Sunday matters in Atlanta. Uh, Next Sunday against the Raiders at home matters a little bit more. But that last game against Houston is just monumental considering it's a team of 8-6 along with you right now. It's a division opponent. It's an AFC opponent. Um, so, if they beat Houston, they should be in. If they lose that game, in all likelihood, they'd probably be out.
2: You know, that Atlanta team's pretty bad, but do you look at it almost like a, a, a gotcha game, where they're coming off a loss at Carolina, and we're coming in to, you know, riding I high see right him, now. I see
0: him all as gotcha games. <laughs> <laughs> we we're, were talking about the Colts, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean?
2: But that's a good question. Yeah, but when you, when you look at Arthur Smith, it's like he doesn't run B.J. Robinson, he doesn't have Algier. Ritter might not be starting. Uh, Pitts isn't playing well. That that team's in trouble. Drake. London, all of them, they're they're moving the wrong direction we're we're moving the right direction seems like it should be a win this Sunday
6: yeah, you know Vegas has got the Colts as a slight favorite right now, and it seems just like for the umpteenth in a row, I'm reading a story about the other team, and the headline is something to the effect of head coach, quarterback futures in jeopardy. Like it, that's like been the story for like five of the last six <laughs> Colts teams. Uh, but again, it's one thing to have that on paper; it's another thing to take advantage of that. And, and just look at Pittsburgh—they played New England and Arizona, the two previous weeks, two double-digit loss teams, and they lost both those games at home. So again, just because you have the gift in front of you doesn't mean it is a guarantee but yes i would think that the colts um, should be favored in this one especially with the injury report seemingly looking a little bit better for them and obviously major indecision right now coming off a terrible loss for the falcons with not only the short term of who starts a quarterback on sunday but the long term
0: of that franchise where can people find more of kevin bowen's work
6: Yeah, 1075thefan.com. Again, a lot of written coverage over there, some playoff scenarios. And then the morning show, the wake-up call, uh, is at 7 to 10 a.m. over on our sister
0: station. Again, 93.5, 1075thefan. KB, we'll um, maybe try to hook up at some point next week. I don't know what the schedule's going to look like with Christmas. But uh, if we don't talk to you, have uh, have a great Christmas, and we'll get an update soon.
6: Yeah, same to you guys and all your listeners.
0: It's a Hammer and Nigel Show.
6: You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show
0: By the way, uh, Jerry Lopez is filling in for Hammer Jerry, I know you asked uh, w- Wish, Wish Meteorologist Marcus Bailey earlier What a squall was He didn't know what a squall was He probably experienced a squall Like a white whiteout of yep. snow Like a gi- giant flash storm of snow But he didn't, know, he didn't know that's what it was called I got an email from a trucker here It's actually kind of scary this is from Dan, 40 years driving the Borman, trucks bumper to bumper at 70 miles an hour, Lake Michigan squalls hit at I-65 to Valpo. It's zero visibility. You can't pull off or slow down. Truckers always said it, was del- it only lasted for 20 miles or so, so don't slow down if you get a squall. That is terrifying. <laughs> it's like NASCAR. Don't stop. Yeah, right. You just got to plow through it. Even if you see a wreck unfolding right before your very eyes, just go through it. Days of thunder. Um, man, this was kind of sad. Friday, uh, this happened You know, towards the end of the show. The toxicology reports revealing Matthew Perry and how he died... Uh, were released. Matthew Perry, of course, superstar, became world famous in his mid twenties uh, as uh, Chandler Bing on Friends. I think it last. I think Friends lasted for ten years, didn't it? Long time, it? Like, like, maybe like longer. Ninety, like mid nineties to two thousand four. Maybe I have those dates wrong, but he was just a just a gigantic star, but a gigantic addict. Yep. Huge, huge problems with, with I mean, not only addiction and alcoholism and drug use and opioid use, um, but depression as well. But he had been "quote unquote" sober for for months and months. Man, they found the drug ketamine in his system, and I believe the, the direct diagnosis on the autopsy shows that he died of the acute effects of ketamine, which include cardiac overstimulation and respiratory depression at high doses. So people, I, I remember talking about this a couple of months ago, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago with Matt Bear over there in traffic. It, 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 doctors use ketamine to treat depression now. But it's sort of unregulated, and the, like, I guess we don't know where the, where the dose came from that killed him, but the examiner found ketamine actually in his stomach, so he ingested it. He was on a week, so he underwent ketamine infusion therapy for depression and anxiety for, f- before his death.
2: So he was dealing with some, battling some real demons.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know if that. I, I don't know because it's a, it's like a disassociative anesthetic, and dis, uh, which means it's like every time you get one of those infusions, it's like you're out of your body almost. It takes you out of your body, but but you can always. Uh, doctors are using it to prescribe for depression and anxiety, but I mean, listen to some of these nicknames for ketamine and how it's. I mean, it could be it's a party drug. It could be you. It could be bought illegally. Uh, horse tranquilizer because that's I mean, yeah, that's that's one of the nicknames horse tranquilizer uh, let's see uh, it could be snorted, it could be smoked it could be mixed into drinks, on the street it's sometimes known as uh, cat tranquilizer or horse tranquilizer, cat valium jet K, kit cat, purple, special K special la coke Super Acid, Super K, Horse Trank, and Vitamin K. (laughs) So he was taking large, large amounts of this stuff, man. And it had his, it it had its hooks in him. Of course, his assistant found him in his, uh, I believe his hot tub drowned. But the, the report showing again, Matthew Perry dying of an acute, effect of, of ketamine, which is in his system, and he was taking on a regular basis.
2: It's sad. How, how many more of our celebrities do we
0: have to find in a bathtub or a pool or... Celebrities, musicians, um... And everyday people as well. I mean, the fentanyl that's streaming across the border. I've known, (laughs) I've personally known people that have passed away because of what they thought they were taking was laced with fentanyl. Right. So it wasn't a drug overdose per se, so much as it was a poisoning. Say you buy some Xanax off the street, which I would never recommend you do, but you take a Xanax that you bought from somebody, it could be laced with with fentanyl. And, And it's literally poisoning to death. Uh, hundreds and thousands of Americans—it's crazy, Jerry. So, 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 what do you think? I don't know, man. Have you ever? Th- do you have any experience with any of this kind of thing? No, man, I don't. No, I mean, now,
2: now ketamine is something I heard about in the army. Uh, you know, one it's been thing, around forever. Yeah, one thing's about the service, and it's kind of backwards. You know, you, so you get random urinalysis or the whiz quiz or whatever you want to call it every week. And they only check 10% of the unit. So if there's 50 people, five people are going to be checked. It's at random, right? But what that does is it keeps people away from the less harmful drugs, right? If you want to say, I mean, all drugs are bad, whatever. But something like marijuana, you're going to test positive for the next 30 days, right? Yes. So you can't do that. Yes. So you start pushing people to hard drugs that we call them 72-hour drugs. What can you do on Monday or Friday and be clean on Monday? And that's the hard stuff. That's where this ketamine comes in. That's where, you know, hard H and and blow and like people start getting into all this uh, pills was a big thing.
0: And it's post traumatic stress a lot of times with veterans,
2: I mean, isn't it? I mean, if you want to call it that, I think a lot of it is uh escapism, right? I mean they escapism because you're in,
0: in the, in the military. Yeah. It, in in the military t- you're,
2: but in the military you're taught not to deal with the emotions. Emotions get you killed on the battlefield. Right. So you, you wow. don't know how to deal with how to feel things. Right. So it's easier to
0: just not feel. By the way, just real quick side note, man, I'm talking about military. I just started watching the second season of Reacher. Great show on the Amazon Prime. Holy crap. Yeah. I would recommend that show to anybody. Season one was phenomenal. So violent. But Reacher, the guy that plays Reacher, is yeah. a total beast. <laughs> and from what I understand, the people that, that have read the books, he's that character to a T. Really? Identical. So if you have Amazon Prime, check out Reacher. It's a Hammer and Nigel Show.
5: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock
0: well, I'm very excited. Here in just a few minutes, we've got a, an all-new edition of Is It Racist? And, uh, well, it's usually two doughy white guys in here talking about if something's racist or not. I have some guys, I have a guy in here with some credibility that can maybe actually help me decide if something is racist or not. His name's Jerry Lopez. Here to help. Here he to is help. first-generation uh, American family, came here from Cuba yep and um are you dipping i am there? not are you I'm dipping? Not sunflower seeds night no, sunflower seeds oh, sorry. <laughs> you're the only man i know in broadcasting that can i mean chew, i chew sunflower seeds and broadcast well, at the same I, time I, I eat like eight then before we go on i dump them <laughs> next break Dude, i'll pop I'm, in a couple I'm more addicted to sunflower seeds me too i'm a junkie i got them i got them in my truck waiting for me it's like my treat at the end of the day it would work i, I you know, I zone out. Done a good job. takes Yeah, exactly. So uh, an all new edition of Is It Racist coming here in just a second. I did want to mention that all the polling for Donald Trump, I believe it all. I believe all the hype because the, it's all the same. It's all Trump leading uh, Biden in swing states. Trump leading the GOP contenders for the uh, Republican nomination. Uh, even you know I've see these these red headlines on dread report and you know mm-hmm. like when well, yeah. it's a red headline it's serious nikki haley gaining on donald trump and then you click on it And (laughs) Trump's at 44 percent and Haley's at 29 percent in New Hampshire.
2: (laughs) Right. I mean,
0: but the thing that concerns me is if you would have looked
2: at when they ran the campaigns against each other, the Biden, the Biden basement campaign and Trump when he was out filling up venues. Yes. Yes. The eyeball
0: test there was the
2: polling would have been the same. But just looking at looking at how it was. Right. So I like why I like the polling like it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to election time. I don't time.
0: know. I I, I don't I, I'm getting it's I hope you're right. Trust it, me. It's it's really all the stu- the negative stuff they say about Biden. The Fox News poll just said 54% of Democrat voters want Biden replaced in the 2020. I and mean, they the can't possibly put nine. him
2: up as a candidate if he's
0: going to get steamrolled and they know it a year out. Who who would they pick? Who would the Democrats possibly pick to replace Biden if not from I've always Obama? said Gavin Newsom so uh, a, another rich entitled white man Cis white man Cis white man yeah, yeah um I'm still I'm still not clear what cis means That just means not that means gay s- right you're straight. You're straight Yeah, yeah. I just, I can't, you know, at the same time though, that's what they did with Joe Biden and the, and the democratic field in the 2020 election. There was lots of diversity yep. for the Democrats and they ended up going with the old rich white dude. Yep. So I wouldn't pass, put a past the Democrats to do it again. I mean, they are the party of gender, po- uh, uh, identity politics, 100%. Are, uh, but Kamala Harris is less likable than Joe Biden and, uh. She accused him of being a racist and then went to work for him. It's got to make her. So anyway, uh, my point is Trump is just, just heads and tails above everybody in the polls. He was campaigning in Nevada and New Hampshire and had a lot to say about the border, including this clip, which the left is losing their minds over.
1: country, when they do that, we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> (laughs) They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world. They're coming into our country from Africa, from Asia, all over the world. They're pouring into our country. Nobody's even looking at them. They just come in. Uh, The crime is going to be tremendous. The terrorism is going to be terrorism is going to be. And we built a tremendous piece of the wall
0: so the poison part is something uh, of course trump doesn't care it slides right off his back right. he could care less if if morning joe is outraged at calling the illegal immigration problem a, a poisoning of this country uh but even and even new york mayor adams here, just a little side note here just to go away from trump's stump speech or, or you know the campaign here is mayor adams basically agreeing new york city mayor adams agreeing that biden has failed on immigration
1: we had to do a real job of explaining to everyday new yorkers that the federal government has abandoned uh, this important issue that's a national issue so they're angry and it's gonna come out i'm the mayor <laughs> you, know?
0: you have a lot of mayors in blue cities saying that who once actually ironically said hey Come one, come all. We're a sanctuary city. Yeah, was it
2: 2021? <laughs> Candidate Mayor Adams yes. said in New York will always be a sanctuary city as long as there is a uh, the Adams administration here.
0: The tune has changed. Yeah. My God, yeah, the tune has changed. No although loss. I think I think the radical progressive Democrats didn't he even like- put up billboards in Florida, like when going yes. after DeSantis saying come up to <laughs> yeah. New York. Yeah. yeah. So Trump asked the crowd if their lives were better under Joe Biden. This is what it sounded like.
1: Not one thing has gotten better
0: Inflation, economy, a couple different wars out there. None of this stuff was going on when Donald Trump was in office. Um. All right. So you ready to play? Let's. You want to do it? Is Let's it play. racist? It's time to play. Is it racist? And I know you've only been with the with the station for you know better part of a, a year, maybe half a year. You've been filling in, doing some work here and there. Uh, if you've forgotten how to play, is it racist? Here's AOC to explain, Jerry. Sweet.
5: Is it racist? Is something racist? Yes or no.
0: Easy enough. All right. Okay. All right. I think I got it. Colts beat that Steeler ass at Lucas Oil Saturday. By the way, thirty to thirteen. Uh, this involves a former Pittsburgh Steeler, Richard Mendenhall. Does yep. that name ring a bell? Old school running back. Yeah, I think he retired in like twenty thirteen or something. Um, but he's for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's he's kind of got a grudge against his team. Maybe not necessarily against his team, but I don't think he liked his old quarterback Ben Roethlisberger very well. And then he went on some strange racial rant on Twitter earlier. This is all after uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans were calling for the firing of, of Mike Tomlin. Of course, they've got their their uh, quarterback situation there sucks sure. with 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 the Steelers. they their Pickett, is that yeah. his name? Pickett's hurt. Trubisky's he's, in. He's a, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I was shaking my head if, if Mitch Trubisky would have beaten the Colts, that would have been yeah. that would have been bad. So here is what richard mendenhall said on on twitter x quote and it's not exactly uh, clear who he was referring to but here's what he said i'm sick of average white guys commenting on football y'all even y'all not even good at football can we please replace the pro bowl with an all black versus all white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football. So I ask you, Mr. Jerry Lopez, a man of uh, Cuban heritage, yeah. uh, a, a black versus white Pro Bowl, yeah. uh, saying, you know, the average white guy doesn't know what he's talking about when commenting on football. White, the whites aren't even good at football. Is it racist? I mean, who's gonna kick
2: field goals for the black team, right? Like, that's my first question is who's gonna be the kicker? Uh, but somebody needs to let Mr. Mendenhall know that he was hit by a white boy in Super Bowl 45 called Clay Matthews that made him fumble. Oh, wow. And the Packers came back to win that game. So he may have been mad now for about 10 plus years. That's a real thing. Also, a good friend, Jason Whitlock. Uh, Went and did a little bit of research in the Mendenhall's personal life and found out that maybe he's not necessarily married to a black woman either. So he may want to uh, stay off Twitter X here for a little bit because the internet is hot right now. The question remains: before we go to who would nightmare. win? The black team would win, but they <laughs> but they couldn't kick any field goals. But is it racist? Is this tweet
0: racist? I mean, yeah, it's racist. Okay, so it there we is. go. All you gotta keep is You're listening
2: to the Hammer and Nigel show.
0: My name is Nigel Jerry Lopez at Indie Spanglish. This is where you can find him on social media. One more thing about this Richard Mendenhall tweet uh, where he said, I'm sick of average white guys. Richard Mendenhall used to play a running back for the, for the Steelers, old school running back. I think he ended his career in like 2013. Um, quote, I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football. So I'm reading this and I'm trying to decide, like, I can't have a sense of humor about something like this. Right. All right? Because it's not that is racist. Because so if it was yep. the other way around, you'd be canceled. You'd be excoriated. Any other race saying that would be. But then, J.J. Uh, Watt uh, responded to this. You know who J.J. Watt is, right? Yeah. J.J. Watt, uh, defensive just powerhouse for the Houston Texans. I don't know if he... I don't. he I retired, he like he retired. Year yeah, but yeah. he was a beast. Yeah. He responded with this about a, uh, an all-black versus all-white football Pro Bowl. Quote, we'd get cooked at corner, not going to lie. Nobody on our squad is covering Tyreek. That's fair. Okay, but it's fair but then it's like you're you're complicit with the with the underlying racism here i mean i, I see i see what you're saying but a lot I'm of these trying, athletes... i'm trying to you know richard Mendenhall is the guy that that
2: in 2011 was was now what if jj watt would have came back and said you know what but after the game is over let's add in our credit scores and then see well that would have been racist too <laughs> would people have been <laughs> mad
0: yes well, richard Mendenhall is a guy that, that that was chastised He's a nobody well, he, he hasn't he, played he, he, in- If you remember After the death Of Osama Bin Laden He was He was uh, Wagging his fingers He was wagging his finger At Americans no, For the celebration no. No. Of the death of Osama he needs, so He's trying it. to make Himself relevant again He just needs to go away Okay Just um, Let's see What time is it Um I, I, want to do, I did want to get to a, a few more clips from this Trump rally in New Hampshire over the weekend. Here's Trump talking about how the days of weakness are over for the United
1: States. The entire world will be safer and more peaceful because everyone knows that the days of American weakness, how pathetic we are, American weakness and submission will be over. It's going to be over. Next clip.
0: I want you to see if anything... Um, You know, raises your eyebrow for this next clip, Jerry, talking about January 6th and um, the hostages that are imprisoned right now because of January 6th. Listen to this
1: Minneapolis, where they took over the police station. They took Here, it stop, over. And
0: they stop, bring- stop, stop. He, he starts by talking about Minneapolis, the BLM um, protests. You have to be alone, but, you know, taken over the police station, which was, you know, lots of insurrection-y kinds yeah. of things happening during the 2020 summer war. Go ahead.
1: Minneapolis, where they took over the police station. They took it over and they burned it down. By the way, what happened to those people? Are those people in jail with the J6 with the J hostages? What happened to those people, come to think of it? They're not in jail with the J6 hostage. I don't call them prisoners. I call them hostages. They're hostages. <laughs>
2: I mean, that's tacky, dude. They're not hostages. They broke law, and maybe some of them are in there for way longer than they should be, and a lot of them are almost like political prisoners and pawns in the game.
0: Not hostages. There are real hostages in the Middle but East. But there's one more aspect. There's one more angle to that comment. And for me, I hit it right away, and Ron DeSantis was on, I believe, more, Why don't, I have no clue why he goes on these shows. Ron DeSantis was on Morning Joe this morning talking about that.
8: About dictators around the world and how much he loves them, and he's such good friends with them. You don't have any concern about the comments that he's making? Well, it's interesting on the on the, the January 6th protest. I mean, he he called that rally knowing that that was going to be in D.C., where where things could get potentially out of hand. And uh, he's now saying he would do clemency for the I guess the nonviolent. Um, but mm-hmm. he could have done that when he was president. He could have said, "Look, this was." He could have taken responsibility. He could have said that the people that when not the violent people, obviously that's a different different. Uh, uh, it's a bird of a different feather. But on the people. people, People that were there just as protesters and kind of got caught up in it. He could have granted clemency to them, and he chose not to because I think he was told that if he did that, he could potentially risk being convicted at his Senate impeachment trial. So the idea that now he's going to help people that were railroaded, he could have done that before he left office.
0: Sorry, Ron is right. That's a valid point. He absolutely could have pardoned them uh, while he was still technically president of the United States. Okay, enough of the the Trump rally. I wanted to get your uh, uh, input on the results of a recent survey that identified the top 15 jobs workers are planning to quit, partially due to stressful work environments, partially due to return to office mandates, low compensation, current state of the economy. Some of these positions have median salaries of over six figures that people still want to leave. So the number one... Um, the, the number one job a person would like to leave and go somewhere else is a senior product manager.
2: Yeah, that's because of return to work. 100%. Really? Yeah, 100%.
0: These people have been doing this job from home for years. 66% of senior product managers are seeking a new job. Yeah. 144,000 median pay. And 66% of those people are seeking jobs that are remote only. Okay. All right. And you would know. Yep. Um, are you are you hundred percent remote or is it? I'm 100. Well, come into the office as you wish. Uh, well, does that mean something different though for what you do for a living? Or like you know what I mean? Is it implied? Like it's implied. The, the, the people that take- are newly hired
2: are have a, have a work in the office in their contract.
0: Ah, okay, but you don't. Phlebotomist. 62% seeking a new job. These are the people that, like, when you go to get your labs done after a physical, they draw your blood. Okay. It's only 39—they only get paid thirty-nine grand, $39,300. I, I would think sticking needles in people's arms, you'd get paid a little bit more. Number three, again, this is a survey identified to 15, the 15—the top 15 jobs workers are planning to quit. Number three is line cook. 62%. Seeking a new job, thirty two thousand median pay for a line cook. That's only a few thousand less than a phlebotomist. Yep. Patient care technician. Burnout. Sixty one percent thirty seven seven median pay. Emergency room registered nurse. Burnout. Sixty percent are seeking a new job at almost eighty thousand dollars. They're exhausted.
2: Median pay, and and so they're not even testing for COVID anymore in these places. So, my um, my family's on the medical field, and back when COVID happened, if you tested positive, you had the ten day quarantine, but it was paid. Now it's no longer paid. So people aren't even getting tested anymore.
0: Well, not only that, but they they fired. People yep. that worked in the emergency room that didn't want to get the vaccine—they'd yep. been around COVID for a year and a half, probably had it several times, probably built up an immunity, whatever—and they were heroes one year and they were pariahs yeah. the next. So I don't, I don't blame the emergency room registered nurse for seeking a new job. Let me just—I know we're running out of time here. Uh, number seven: cybersecurity analysts, fifty-nine percent seeking a new job. That's uh, almost eighty-three thousand dollars a year uh it program manager again is this a function i mean because it program managers are making one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars a year 58 percent seeking a new job is that i think it's return to work
2: related i think it's return to work yeah these
0: people have done their jobs for three years at home and now you want me to come in <laughs> no all right uh we'll talk with daisy from chicks on the right next after a look at the news <laughs> Hammer and Nigel show. My name is Nigel. Jerry Lopez filling in for Hammer. We'll go to the hotline and bring on Daisy from the Chicks on the Right. WIBC alumni uh, right there. Daisy, Merry Christmas. How are you? Merry Christmas to you. How are you doing? Is
3: the, a good week without uh, Jason? you like Oh, ditch
0: uh, him? Oh, I'm in, I'm in heaven. Are you kidding? I don't have to see him? I, I don't have to smell him? It actually, it smells like Christmas trees in the studio instead of beef and cheese. Oh my gosh, I love it. You get that that pine scent. Yes, it's back. Um, How is the Christmas shopping done on your household?
3: Um, I'm done. I'm completely done. I'm one of those. I start Christmas shopping in August. I I tree up like October 31st. I would have it up in September if my family wouldn't call me like a crazy lady, but I'm that person. I get so excited about Christmas, so yes.
0: Are you guys, yeah, you guys are still, you and Mock are still doing shows daily here because watching we this are. morning... Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I was cracking. <laughs> this, I, I mean, it's probably not the most important story in politics right now. But it's certainly one of the funniest. This uh, Senate staffer that oh, got, the that, most important. This is the most important. You, you, you think serious? this story is the most important? The this Senate staffer good. that got that got fired for filming an X-rated gay adult film in the Senate hearing room. <laughs> we
3: gotta we gotta break this down, Nigel. Because yeah, here's the thing: I feel like this stuff has been going on for like half a century, and people just turned a blind eye to it. Because if you think about it, like that Madison Cawthorn guy, remember him? The 26-year-old North Carolina congressman? Remember that guy? He was in Congress for like two seconds. Remember? He, I don't know What'd if you he remember do? Him. Young guy. He's the guy that was in the wheelchair. Remember him? And, um, and anyways, he was rocked by scandals himself, which is kind of weird, because his scandals were like, he brought a gun through airport security. Um, he, he said a bunch of stuff that was like, and anti- Narrative about January 6th. Um, okay. And then he got on camera and he said, Hey, like, you know, he was in an interview one day and he was like, Hey, so I've been invited to an orgy by colleagues. Oh,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? I know that. No one knew what you're talking Remember about that? now. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And so, like, Politico did this write up on yep. him and they were like, This guy's out of his mind. Like, of course that's not happening. And, you know, and the <laughs> wouldn't be happening. Because so, these people are professionals. How dare this young, Snapper say these things about <laughs> you know senators. Oh my gosh! And lo and behold, this kid was right. He well, was right.
0: Well, n- not only was he, not only is there a history here in the White House. I mean, let's I mean forget about it. Bill Clinton and the cigar and Ma- Monica Lewinsky. Right. right. And, um, and uh, uh, but the funny angle with this whole thing that we're talking about, um, you know, bringing decency back to the White House, Daisy. Yeah, that's pretty.
3: Yeah, like um, remember, yeah, Joe Biden said that in twenty twenty. Joe oh, Biden's okay.
0: I'm the adult in the room. I'm bringing. Meanwhile, they have transvestites showing their boobs on the the White House lawn. There's cocaine uh-huh. in the Situation Room, and now now right. there's there's uh, filming apparently an X-rated uh, pornographic movie uh, involving exactly two in two men. And, but but here's the th- what was cracking me up about it. Cause you guys read this dude's statement that got fired, the senator's mm-hmm. um, staffer. He's the victim
3: (laughs) <laughs>
8: yes,
0: this. He's,
3: he's right. He totally, he totally gaslit all of
0: us. He's, let me good. let me just read a little bit of it here. I have it right here in front of me. Okay. This has been a difficult time for me as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue oh a political God. agenda. First of all, I don't care if you're gay or straight. You shouldn't be having sex in right. the Senate hearing room. While exactly. some, while some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. I. Seen the screenshots, dude? Yeah. There was some serious disrespect going on. So he goes totally. on to say, but
3: "I, hope, I hope, yeah, I hope somebody cleans the table." My God!
0: I saw the funniest tweet, and I don't know who sent right. it out. It was like another senator, and it said uh, it had a picture of, uh, like a, a jar of Clorox bleach wipes. Yeah, and, totally. And oh <laughs> they said, "I'm gonna put so this so in true. Senator Klobuchar's stocking this year." <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, I didn't
3: mean to interrupt. No, yet, no, 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 no. Fu- it's, it's, yeah. it's 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 it's
0: so it's but but he goes on to say this guy that got fired for the the filming the thing any attempts to characterize my actions otherwise are fabricated and I will be exploring what legal options are available to me in this case he's the victim yeah. and he's you know claiming homophobia and now I'm thinking about suing yeah and no.
3: there's, there's a picture of him like you it's, it's unbelievable yeah but the thing is, is that in this day and age I wouldn't put it past him I wouldn't put Passion him for him to actually because we're in we're living in such a weird you know, well, we're first of all, we're completely depraved at this point, like from a culture perspective, we're in such culture rot that it's you know, it's, people are, are twisted to think that, yeah, maybe he is the victim, like for, <laughs> even after what he did. There are people out there who think, oh, poor guy, like he is the victim. Like, I, I and you know, and I told Mock this morning, I said, give it like a week and this story will be buried. It, it or like, no
0: or, one, yeah. or it will be he will get paid for his story and right. it'll be on some of the cover of some trashy tabloid. I'll give it's you a third so option right here. I'll give you a third option, Daisy. We're speaking with Daisy with chicks on the right. I mean, there are public indecency laws in Washington D.C. and are there? Are there? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> really? I'm just okay. saying. There's a rare chance this guy could wind up behind bars. Uh, I That's doubt right. it. I, do- I oh, oh, doubt it. Speaking of like weird, did you really have to send me? Did you really have to text me the Dil- Dylan Mulvaney white Christmas TikTok video? Did I really need to yes, see that? I did. I, did. I what, can't w- see it alone. What am I? I what am, I, I what exactly am I watching here?
3: Okay, so it's well, I mean, <laughs>
0: it's like a 15.
3: 15- <laughs> i gonna say his, his voice may be like on par with Laura Trump's voice. I'm gonna get a lot of people mad at me when I say Uh-oh. that. Oh, like, <laughs> we're gonna be really mad because I mean, it's like there are people that should just probably not sing, and like that. He's one of them. There's other people that. I'm sorry, I'm a Led Zeppelin girl. I just, I think yeah, it really... I understand. You know, Me too. I'm a anyways, classic but, rock guy. I'm a classic, yeah. Anyways, but um, but Dylan, I, this guy...
0: The Bud Light he, killer.
3: He will not go away. Like, what is... First of all, stop trying to make the whole I'm a woman thing happen. Because the, the pigtails with the bows and the little... He gets his outfits from Sheen. It, like, all the women out there will know what I'm talking about. But it's like, it, it, it's just...
0: But Daisy, he's not... All, he's yeah. not trying to be a woman. He's trying to be a little girl. He's right. he's cosplaying he's, as a teenage girl, a, and that's his whole shtick.
3: A 7 year old girl. Yeah, even. it's it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's so <laughs> disgusting. So he does this video for Christmas. So we might as well make Christmas perverted at this point.
0: It does like it does he, a white Christmas, and it's a fifteen second TikTok of him singing, singing and making out with somebody. I don't know if it's a man or a woman or.
3: Well, it's it's a soy, but it's a soy. <laughs> A soy boy and yeah, Okay, right. it's really really bad and they're yeah they're making out and it's it's really it's just so like what is our culture what is it
0: I, I think it's a small fragmented uh, is it culture on on Twitter X I mean I think it's an echo chamber I don't think X okay. is real life but it's out there I
3: like X better though. they're very very loud yes. Nigel they're very loud and um, subsection of our culture
0: the vocal and Minority.
3: Yes, they're, yes, but they're just so, gosh, they're so loud, so incredible. But I will say, I do like X now. I do like it a lot better now that Elon has taken over because at least that's, I mean, that's where we get a lot of our news. Because at least the truth is yeah. there. You can see what's going on. You can see the depravity. You can see how rot, like the the culture rot that is happening. All I, of, I it's. Can't,
0: it's I, I can't watch on X. I, I just can't watch like the fight videos anymore, especially like the high school brawls and yeah. stuff like that. Kids beating up other kids in bathrooms and stuff. I scroll right past. I've been, I've been having to. I'm, you know, I, I'm not trying to stick my head in the sand, but I've 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 been scrolling past all the Hamas stuff, all those depictions of torture, but I'm glad that Elon has changed X, and I'm glad that stuff is out there so people can see the the depravity of of what's happening, not only in our culture, but in others as well.
3: Yeah, because I think we need people need to know what's going on rather than see a sugar-coated version of it. Because, I mean, you had people like today, we, we played a, a, play, a clip of uh, Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Yeah. And he was talking about the economy. And he said, um, the economy is not bad. It's just that you've been told that it's so good. You know, you were told it was so good by Trump for all those years that now you don't have that propaganda anymore. You're not being told that it's good. So you were. it was propped up. So it was all propaganda. It has nothing to do with what you're actually experiencing. It was all propaganda. And it's like, no. So it's like they want to paint this picture that the country is in really good shape when it actually isn't. And so you have to go to places like X and you have to see it for yourself. And it's like people get so gaslit and so, I guess, transfixed on a narrative that they want to sell you. And it's is—it's crazy what they try to do. It's like this whole PSYOP campaign where they're trying to tell you, oh, everything's really great. Everything's Mm. great. Eggs, Eggs aren't expensive. Expensive. You know, bread's not expensive. Gas isn't expensive. You're really your 401k's fine. Everything's fantastic. But in actuality, everything is not fine.
0: Daisy, you know, like I pay. I used fine. to pay seven dollars for a pound of lunch meat. It's it's fourteen dollars a pound now. It's insane. I mean, that's just right. one example of that. Exactly. Um, Hunter Biden basically giving the big middle finger to the Senate. Um, oh, I'm sorry. To the House Judiciary Committee about the subpoena, ignoring the subpoena to testify and making this defiant statement out on the steps of the hill basically saying it's it's Trump MAGA Republicans are the reason why I'm in trouble and uh, I'm the victim here and I, I he is a 53 year old man baby he had yeah, every yeah. opportunity every advantage in life mm-hmm. and 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 now he's trying to say uh, we're t- we're going after his credibility I'm sorry he's the one that's pictured Passed out nude with crack pipes hanging out of his mouth.
3: Oh yeah. Total entitled coddled Nepo baby who's never been held accountable for anything at all in his whole life. And um and then he has the audacity to get out there and basically break the law. He he was supposed to show up for that. He didn't show up. And if it were you or me,
0: oh, please. we
3: would we think of, I mean, we already would have been in jail for the things that this guy has done. That's what is so asinine about this whole thing. It's crazy.
0: Don Jr. would have been in Jail. If he, I mean, he testified 40 hours behind closed doors, and Hunter yeah. Biden won special treatment. There was part of me, Daisy, that wanted Jim Jordan and James Comer uh, to let him have his way and get out and, and testify in public. You know, ignore the whole behind closed door thing. Sit him down, sit his ass there, and grill him. But I know that's kind of not the way it works. And he, yeah, that we would he, we would have had a chance to. Um, um, fill a and make it a circus if he had I his way.
3: they were going to do they were going to do both though, right? Well, I
0: mean, they, they Yeah, they test. first that's the right. way it normally happens. They do it closed exactly. door and then they do it they do it um, in an open forum.
3: Yeah, so he's just being a freaking baby is what he's doing because he's always gotten his way with everything and daddy's always giving him what he wants and so he's just jumping up and down with his fingers in his ears just like a toddler and once he wants, he wants to get his way even Jen Pesacki who I, I think she was on MS- I think she is on it. I saw can't remember yes. one of the crap men networks. Yeah, she she was like, "Please stop talking in public." I mean, she's if, she, I mean, if, if she's saying that, yeah, you know that there are a lot of other Democrats that feel the same way about this guy, but they're still pushing the whole Joe loves his loser son and he's an addict and feel sorry for him and you know yep. it's all about the love between father and son and they're trying to push the full thing when you know deep down these people are like, oh my god, this this fifty three year old man baby is so cringe. He's <laughs> <laughs> a, he's so cringe. He's disgusting. You know, the, we we've seen the images. We've all seen him naked, basically. Oh, please, this right,
0: I don't I mean, need to. I don't need to talk about any more n- male nudity during this. These two segments. <laughs> we've had too much <laughs> of that. Uh, Daisy, decency, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> chicks on the right. Com, you guys got a few more shows left in you this week, and then you're taking a we break. We
3: do. We do. Okay. We're actually taking a little bit of time off at the end of the at the end of the year. We usually do that, but we do. The rest of this week, we are we are happy having Shows, so definitely check us out. Checks on the right.com.
0: All right, we will uh, hit you in a couple of weeks. Daisy, Merry Christmas! Happy New Year!
3: Merry Christmas to you. Bye.
0: It's the Amara Nigel show.